0: It's time for Tuesday Terror, here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13,
2: suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult.
3: Thank you, Captain Obvious. It's a good thing we found one of the Watch's jeeps. It's something we can use.
1: Why is it a good thing?
3: What are you doing? The Watch built this jeep. All Watch vehicles are
1: armed. With a bomb. A bomb? They never told me that. After
3: 9-11, they decided it wasn't something they wanted advertised. It's not very large,
1: anyways. Not very large? I've been driving these things for the last two years. you think they'd have warned me it might blow up.
3: Well, you relax? It's made out of C4. The only way to set that thing off is with a blasting cab. Well,
1: most of the time. Most of the time?
3: Well, there have been a couple times when someone hit a speed bump or a pothole, but that's just a few
1: cases. How many is a few cases?
3: Dunno. A couple hundred, maybe? Sparing that time in Budapest during the Second World War. And that's armed. Okay, time to move.
1: Well, that's one beast from the dawn of time wiped out. Only, what, a few billion left to go?
3: If Byron's plan plays out, we won't have to worry about any of the others.
1: Yeah, but we still need to get into position. Too bad we can't just go through the front door.
3: Oh yeah, and we could bring in a marching band and a big neon sign saying, Hey, look over here, Vastator!
1: I still don't get it. I mean, if Vastador is Byron's future self, he should remember we're coming like this. For some reason, he doesn't. Point for us. It's weird, don't you think? I'd remember running into another me.
3: Well, when you travel through time, or whatever it is Byron keeps insisting happened to him, I'm sure it's bound to screw up things somewhere down the line.
1: That's what's caused him to get all of those headaches, right?
3: They're more than just headaches. Have you ever noticed that whenever he gets one, he ends up commenting on something that didn't actually happen? They're driving him crazy. Literally, and I think Vastator is what's gonna happen when he finally ends up losing it. A man cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs with a magical rock that has the power to destroy the
1: universe. It'd be funny if it wasn't so terrifying. All he has to do is think about it for it to happen. Wonder why he hasn't done it already.
3: God, don't jinx it, Bates. Alright, let's do this. There's an opening at the top of this building, so it looks
1: like we're going to have to climb. And then what?
3: We wait for Byron to give us the signal.
1: Then we make Vastator regret he ever came here.
3: Alright, let's do this.
1: Climbing up the side of a building. (laughs) Look at me, I'm Spider-Man.
3: Batman's the one who used ropes. Spider-Man crawled
1: along the walls. Spider-Bates, Spider-Bates. Climbs a wall like a Spider-Bates does.
3: Bates, get serious, we have a job to do.
1: Right, right, we're saving the world from evil Byron. Sounds like a job for Spider-Bates. Spider-Bates, Spider-Bates. Does whatever a Spider-Bates does. Oh my god. Oh come on, my singing is not that bad.
3: Not that. Look up, Bates. Stars. They're all gone.
4: The plan was a simple one first I had to get out of a prior arrangement if I wanted any of it to work. The last time I came here it had been April. I'd come to the farmer's market to get fresh vegetables and fruit, not to mention kettle corn, lots of kettle corn. Ironically this was also the place that I'd seen Agent Catherine for the first time. Back then it had been a pleasant day, as it was early spring the air still felt crisp and cool. The city was full of life then, but now nothing remains of the city but burnt skeletal remains of buildings. Ashes drift from darkened skies, collecting on the ground like fallen snow. Well, well,
2: here we are at last.
4: He morphs out of the pooled blood from nearby bodies. As always, he wears the appearance an Undertaker might from the Victorian age.
2: Lord Death, been well, have you? Recent events have kept me rather busy. I suppose I have you to thank for that.
4: My darker persona, sadly. I received your request, Pale Man.
2: What is it you want?
4: Simple, really. I need you to do something for me.
2: If you think I have the ability to stop this dark persona of yours, I fear I must disappoint you. His powers are far in excess of mine.
4: They're far in excess of everyone, as long as he has the Reality Stone. But that's not why I wanted to see you. Then what is it you want of me? I need you to remove this. I hold up my hand that has the mark of death upon it. Death looks at my hand as if he is studying it. Then simply smiles at me.
2: Now why would I do that? We have an arrangement, you and I.
4: That I would free you from the Deadlands and take your place. Yes, I remember.
2: Thing is, events have greatly changed since we made that pact. It changes nothing. Upon the end of this misadventure of yours, you shall take my place. As we have agreed upon. <laughs>
4: you make it sound like I'm on some boys camping adventure. Do you truly think there is going to be anything left once Vastator is done?
2: <laughs> the Deadlands are not affected by these events. My realm is outside of creation. Regardless of what happens here, the Deadlands will continue to exist. Not this time, Death. This
4: isn't some power struggle to gain control of creation. Vastator intends to destroy everything. Heaven and Hell have been obliterated. The higher realms are being torn apart even as we speak. It's only a matter of time before Vastator turns his attention on the Deadlands and destroys them as well.
2: He wouldn't.
4: If he did that, I would be forced to... To do what? You've already said his powers are in excess of yours. Soon either he or the Great Old Ones will come upon your realm. They'll destroy everything. And probably you along with it. Unless I stop him first.
2: How do you plan to do
4: that, Pale Man? First I need this mark removed from my hand. As long as our pact is in abeyance, my soul is not truly my own. I need my soul free if I'm to stop Vastator.
2: How does freeing your soul stop Vastator?
4: I tell Death what I plan to do. I tell him what I have to do. What I have no choice to do. Death simply stands still before me and listens intently to every word I say. As I finish, a dark smile crosses his face.
2: Hmm. a fate worse than death. What was that? an expression among our human friends. If you go through with your plan, you shall face something that's far worse than death. I know.
4: It all sounds pretty grim, doesn't it? So, are you going to let me out of the pact or not? Just what do I get out of this? Continued existence. Ruling over the Deadlands may not be the best
2: life has to offer, but it beats oblivion. Enough, Byron. I agree. Be so kind as to hold up your hand.
4: I raise my hand into the air. From the darkened skies there is a sudden bolt of green lightning. It races down and strikes the palm of my hand. Ah! Ah! The skin where death's mark had once lay upon me is burnt to a crisp. But the death mark was gone.
2: That stung a bit. Losing my mark comes with a cost. Our pact is nullified. If you'll kindly return my walking stick, I'll be on my way. Here, take it. I held the walking stick
4: up, then broke it in half.
2: You had no right to do that. That was my personal property.
4: Consider it payment for frying my hand. Cheery by death.
2: (laughs) Oh, my dear Byron. Don't think I have finished with you yet.
4: <laughs> it's
3: it's so dark now, father.
4: Yes. Those who came first have had their fill. The works of God have perished in the flames of hatred.
3: I knew there'd be great devastation, but the reality of all this... Is there nothing left?
4: Some. A straggler here and there on distant worlds, but even they shall fall soon enough.
3: What of the Great Old Ones, Father? Once they've finished, what's to be done of them? Will they have a role in your new era?
4: No. They had a role to play. It is nearly finished. Soon, I shall dispose of them as well.
3: You were just using them.
4: They were a means to an end. They wanted to destroy the universe, and I allowed them. They have done their work quite well. But to allow them to continue existing would unleash endless chaos. They have no place in it.
3: Then what of this new era? You've spoken of it from time to time, but I still do not know what form it shall take.
4: The only form that matters. One of true peace. Why not tell her the truth, Vastator?
3: Father, the pale man has returned.
4: I've been expecting him, my dear. Welcome, Lord Byron, to the end of the world. You didn't answer my question, Vastator. Why not tell Rowan everything, everything about your new era? You said I lie to my friends and never tell them the full story about who I am and what I was really doing, but here you are doing the same thing to your own daughter. Nice to know some things never change, even when I've gone completely insane. I'm not insane. The only insane one here is you.
3: What is he talking about, Father?
4: Don't listen to him. He's trying to cause problems. Cause problems? Me? Never. Well, maybe a little. Right now I'm just the voice of truth, here. You see, my dear Rowan... Oh, I can call you Rowan now, can't I? I'd rather you didn't. Anyway, Rowan, future me here is bringing about a new era of peace. It's just not the sort of peace you're expecting. Silence, or I'll destroy you where you stand. You're going to do that anyway, so I really don't have anything to lose at the moment. You see, Rowan, once Rastator wipes out the Great Old Ones, he's going to get rid of everything else as well. I could have done that the moment I was freed from the Labyrinth. No, you couldn't have. It took me a while to figure it out, but you don't have full control over the reality stone, otherwise we'd be dead already. It's why you need the Great Old Ones to wipe everything out, because you can't do it yourself.
3: What is he talking about, Father?
4: Vastator is not a god, Rowan. He's using most of his will just to keep the stone from burning him up alive. It doesn't leave a lot of room for other things like cooking dinner, playing a nice game of chess or wiping out creation because the moment he doesn't focus on it it will burn me up
3: I don't understand you said you could use the stone to bring peace
4: and so it shall but as long as there is life there is struggle, misery, conflict peace is but an illusion it's not tangible it can't be obtained there will always be something in the way There is only one way to have total peace.
3: By... By killing everything?
4: Not killing. Just erasing it all away. In oblivion there is peace. In nothingness there is no pain, no struggle, just... Peace. I can eliminate the Great Old Ones. It won't take much to win it. An afterthought. Once they are gone, there will be... Peace in nothingness. You've lied to me.
3: Lied! All this time!
4: My dear, I have never lied to you. Misled, perhaps. But I never lied. I simply didn't tell you everything because of the pain it would bring. Perhaps that was wrong of me. Let me make it up to you. Vastator reached out and grabbed Rowan by the neck. Then he twisted her head to the side until her spine snapped. (laughs) Vastator let Rowan drop to the floor dead. Now you have peace, my child. A peace I shall never know. You didn't have to kill her. But I did. Don't you see? I had to be the one to give her peace from the pain you unleashed on her. While she was ignorant, she didn't know any pain. She had hope. A hope you killed. I would not see her suffer in misery. All I did was to tell her the truth. Yes. The truth. There is a truth we both agree on, Byron. The final truth. My death. You shall suffer first for your interference. Oh, why did you say that? All the lame bad guys say that. You shall suffer for this. I thought if I went to the bad place I'd come up with something more creative. At least something unique, like... I hope you like ketchup because you're going to be soaking in it until you die. Followed by an evil laugh, you know? It's time time to to die, Byron. Oh, well. Catherine, now! Open fire, Bates. Both Catherine and Bates had hidden in shadows near the opening on the roof. Together they fired on Vastator, unleashed a hail of dragon-venom bullets, all of which simply bounced from his armor and fell to the floor. Guess that didn't go quite as planned. Vastator just smiled at me for a moment, then pivoted on his heels and looked back to where Bates and Catherine were. The watch really is a second-rate collective. Did you truly think I wouldn't know you were there, sitting in the dark waiting to lash out? I may not be omniscient, as Byron pointed out, but you two made more than enough noise for me to find you.
1: This is not going to end well, is it? No, Mr. Bates,
2: it's not.
4: Astator's eyes flashed. Both Bates and Catherine were plucked from their places and dropped to the floor below. <laughs> <laughs> the last two agents of the Watch. Ah, how the mighty have fallen.
3: Only to rise again. So long as I have breath, pale men, you're not leaving here alive.
4: Then it's time you lose that breath. Catherine stopped in mid-stride, and grabbed her chest as if she was suffocating, then dropped to the ground and was still.
0: Kate! What did you do to her?
4: Oh, please, Bates. You couldn't have been that attached to her. This girl is nothing but high maintenance. I've done you a favor, although you're not going to be around long enough to enjoy it.
1: I'll kill you! You hear me? You're dead, Pale Man!
4: (laughs) Goodbye, Mr. Bates. Odd, you did nothing to try and save them. It wouldn't have done any good. No, it wouldn't have. That's quite perceptive of you. Bastator walks towards me, and then stops. I'm standing before the pale man. His eyes flash red once again. The room about us shakes for a brief moment and still. It's done. Done? All of it. It is all done. The universe, the higher realms, the great old ones, all gone. Nothing left but you and I. You really did it? You murdered the world? No. I released everything from their pain. All that's left to deal with is you. I could make this quick, but I think I want to take my time.
2: I'm sure you don't mind.
0: been listening to the Byron Chronicles, Season 5, Episode 10, To Stand Before the Pale Man, written by Eric Busby. Featured in the cast were David Alt as Byron, Mindy Rast Keenan as Agent Catherine, Peter Cat as Agent Bates, Philip Weber as Death, Carissa DeWitt as Rowan, and Scott Z as The Great Old One. Music by Kevin McLeod. Byron theme by Kai Hartwig. Script edited by Rick Myers. This episode was produced and directed by Eric Busby. I'm Darren Marlar. You've been listening to an Eric Busby production. Hey, Billy, why do you look so down?